COVID because it's on my resentment list. But in this moment, I said, thank God for COVID because I wouldn't know half of you. Right. How, why, why would I go to a San Francisco meeting? I live in LA. Don't hate me for that. Um, so upper middle class Jewish family, you could kind of equate that with dysfunctional, but you know, whatever that word means. And um, so what it was like, I was the perfect son. I was a great student. Everything was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And I hit it with food. And um, it wasn't until I got into Overeaters Anonymous the first time. I say the first time. I never left. But when I was in, when I was in the first time, so different. A lot of it's a blur. And my sponsor at the time, a woman named Janet, said, write a history of your compulsive overeating. And I was sort of like, what, what do you mean? What, what, what? She goes, just sit down. Kind of a day in the life of Craig. And it wasn't until then that I realized how absolutely insane my eating was, how I hid, how I scraped off top of things, how I smiled through everything, how I went from pantry to refrigerator, refrigerator to pantry, to bathroom, to cupboard, to refrigerator, not being able to stop, not having the power to be able to stop. And there were times that I did, the big book tells me, there were times that I had the power, but it never lasted. Whether I had the power, whatever it came, it never lasted. So, I say, I don't know if I can talk for 20 minutes, which is a joke knowing me, but knowing myself, but um, I'll do the best I can because um, I really want to get into today. But what happened, in the first 11 years, I went to a lot of meetings, made a lot of friends. I was younger, younger, hip slick and cool, owned a business, had a couple of cars, had way too many cars, put myself into way too much debt. But I looked great. It was fun and happy. And, and people would say, you know, like old timers would say, what step are you on? Oh, I don't know. Who are you? Are you sponsoring people? Well, yeah, sort of. Do you have a sponsor? Yeah, yeah. How often do you call her? Oh, well, I don't, but you know, she's my sponsor. So that's how not to do it. So I can share how it works and I can share how it doesn't work and how it doesn't work really sucks because eventually I went out, I went out. And I talk about food. This is called Overeaters Anonymous. This is not Alcoholics Anonymous. And I've, you know, I've heard people say, well, can we talk about food? I had to talk about food, boys and girls, because that, that's, what killed, that's what was killing me. And it's not today by the grace of God and by doing a shitload of work, having a lot of faith and doing things usually very different than what, how my mind wants to like tell me to do them. Very differently. Very differently. So, um... few things that took me out, you know, one of the things that took me out, I can have a breadstick after not having bread for 11 years at one time, I'll, t I'll have a half a breadstick. And that breadstick, eventually I gained 100 pounds. So it says this is a progressive disease. It says physical, emotional, and spiritual. It's a progressive disease. 
I'm proof of that, right? I am proof of that. So I had a spiritual guide at the time when I was in program the first time, it's when my, my dad died. And the spiritual guide at the time, not, not an overeaters, anonymous, this person looked at me and said, just keep working your program. And this person at the time was about three, 350 and maybe five feet tall. And I remember having this horrible feeling of how dare you tell me to keep working my program. Because that person wasn't working a program, didn't care for the 12 steps. And what I get from people like you, who understand my ism, who understand my disease, and understand how to deal with it on a daily basis, sometimes on an hourly basis, like when I set my alarm, every hour during the day, and when the alarm goes off, I go, ah, higher power. Call it God, call it higher power, call it a suggestion that was given to me that'll clear my head, right? So you you all tell me how to do it through the book. What did the what did the drunks do? They did it. They wrote the book. Seems to have worked for a million people. And then Roseanne decided, hmm. And I knew her. Yes, I'm excited. I knew her. I spent time with her. She was great. She was tough. She decided, I think this can work for compulsive overeaters. And it does. So I kind of want to get to my life today because it's really freaking amazing. Um, my weight. So I had COVID in December. And, you know, I can say it was a good case. I can say it was a bad case. COVID sucks. I don't recommend it. Well, you want to talk powerless? You want to talk true powerlessness? I wore my mask. I didn't touch people. I didn't talk to people. Get away from me. And I got really, 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 really sick. Well, I'm a compulsive overeater. What happened? when I, I weigh once a month. And when I weighed the month I had COVID, I lost six pounds. Well, let me tell you, I was happy. Well, it's because I didn't eat because I couldn't eat. Now, when I say I couldn't eat, I still had my three meals a day, my committed meals. When I couldn't eat, I told someone. I didn't just say, I'm sick. It's committed. But here's what happened. I lost a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight to lose. And then I gained weight because I lost so much, started eating again. So I called my sponsor, freaking out. He sees it once a month. He said, great, we'll talk next month. What? My way is to go on a crash diet. Still, I don't question what he says because he has what I want. All right. So as of last month, I gave up one thing. As of this morning, I agreed to give up another. And um, so I was 272 pounds today. I'm 189. A healthy body weight for me is in the high 170s to low 180s. So I'll get back there. And my food didn't change. I haven't moved as much. But the point of it is my food hasn't changed. So something's got to be going on. I'm older. I used to think when I get older, I won't have to cut out food like all my friends do. Bullshit. I have to cut out food because I'm getting older. I have to lower it. I don't do it by deciding what is best for me, right? I am powerless over food. Hmm. So I'm going to make the decisions? I think not. I think not. I'm powerless over food. My life's unmanageable. That, that part's hard. 
Step two, I've come to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity, which says I'm insane. That sucks. The good part about it is it's like a kindergarten a kid who goes to school and says, I don't know anything. Tell me what to do. And the teacher advises the kid what to do. And that's what a sponsor does for me. It's great being stupid. All right. Come to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. Made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. So I've had the white, I had a white light experience when I came back. I pulled into my driveway. The last weighed weight was 272. I think I was higher. I was a 46 waist, today I'm a 34. Um, in a little red convertible, a little tiny Mazda Miata pushed almost 300 pounds. And I knew I was dying. 10 minutes, Craig. Thank you. Perfect. So I knew I was dying and I picked up the phone, 2009, and I called my nutritionist. This is my story. It's not written anywhere, thank, thank God, except in my fourth step. Um, and I called my, my nutritionist and I said to the assistant, I said, Laura, I need to see Ron. And what had happened was I had been rear-ended twice in, one, in two weeks and I was seeing him for chiropractic and I saw the sign. It was like chiropractor nutritionist. I didn't want to see the second part. So I went to see him and he said, here's what you're allergic to. And he made a list. Are you willing to not eat these foods? This is not a 12-step guy. It says we can go to professions. It says it in the big book. That was my path. So I started losing weight very fast. Went back to a meeting because I realized if I didn't go back to a meeting, I wasn't going to be able to maintain it. Oh, and get a great life again, right? Because when you gain 100 pounds, my life got really sucky. So what a shock. So sorry, guys. This green is really bothering me. Green is gone. Holly, you laugh at me. So I went back to a meeting and I walked up to the scariest man in the room and I said, would you sponsor me? And he said, sure, let's talk about your food. And I showed him my food plan. He said, great, it's not your plan. Hmm, made sense. He said, all right, let's start working the steps. So he was my sponsor for four years. And, um, then I had a female sponsor for about five years and it was, or I don't know, maybe four years. And it was great. She had never sponsored a man. I had never been sponsored by a woman and it was beautiful. More of a, much more of a spiritual, it helped the spiritual side of my program deeply. And I'm still in contact with her. She still has, I don't know, a thousand years of abstinence, thank God. And, um, and now I'm working with a guy who's got three plus years. And the beautiful thing about that is he has a family, he has a career, he works very hard, he's funny as hell, he gives a lot of service, and he's abstinent. Now, all those things I believe is because he's abstinent. He is not a hundred pounder, it's really funny. Well, he's like an 85 pounder, it's pretty damn close. But, um, he makes me lighten up on myself because I am the worst critic of myself. So I work with him and uh, we, we have a once a week big book reading, but we pretty much talk every day. I'm very lucky 
he travels a lot and he's in his car a lot. And he always says, call me all day. I'm not going to necessarily pick up. Because what I realized from one sponsor is I had a sponsor who worked out of town for about a year. And I finally said, I'm very upset with you. You're not giving me the time I need. And he said, well, I suggest you get me off your high horse. If you think I'm God, you better start reaching out to other people, but mostly to God, to a higher power. Because it says on 43, oh my God. It says on page 43 of the big book, it's my favorite part. We read it this morning in another meeting. So here's one for you. Here's to the, here's to the newcomer. And this might be a big deal because it is to me every time I read it. Once more. So that means they've told us this ad nauseum. The alcoholic. And if you have a problem with the word alcoholic, CO is right in the middle of it. So cross it out. See, it's all pretty messy. That's a clean page. The alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink bite, except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. It doesn't say his defense ought to. It doesn't say you might want to think about it. It says must. People will fail me. It's just what we are. We're humans. So when the sun, people say, you know, what is your God, right? For me, the sun comes up in the morning, it goes down at night. I didn't have anything to do with it. I called my sponsor right at the beginning. Yeah, it was the beginning of COVID, back at the beginning of last year. And um, I said, I need, I need God. I don't know from God. I'm really having a tough time after all this time. I should know God. I said, what do you do? He said, do you want to know what I do? Yeah, I do. He said, go to the beach. And you stand there. And if you think you control the water and the waves, good luck. Guess what? I did it, and it worked. Right? So. 15 minutes. Oh, that's great. Damn. Good. Thank you. So what do I do today? I got up this morning. I prayed. I did not meditate this morning. I usually do. Um, what is today? Tuesday, Tuesday. I spoke with my sponsor for about 40 minutes. We read the book. We did some talking. We addressed my food, which very, very, very rarely do we do that. I went to a 7:30 meeting. I went to work. I was hired in the best job of my life. March 12, 2020, I was hired in a new job. Headhunter found me out of nowhere. March 15th, the boss walked in and I knew he was firing me. He said, no, we're working from home. Did that for four months. I freaking love my job. I take my food. I know what I eat. And the guy that I work with started asking, he said, you know, you're eating way too fast. It's not good for you. The look across the room said more than any words. Don't with my food. No, no, none of your business none of your business right so i i won't be i won't say exactly what it was um i had a resentment right after work um i asked someone to be of service in a particular way and he said he was too busy and i had a resentment whether he was right or wrong or indifferent he had a resentment i have a resentment against this person what did i do i where is it 
I'm old school. It's on the list. I'm on my four step again. So if you're new, don't worry about the four step yet. Don't even worry about the first step yet. We're not, we're not there yet. Four step is writing a moral inventory. Who pisses me off? Why? What did it cause? And the big part is what is my part in it? So here's my life today. Went to work, worked really hard. I love working with my boss, which blows me away. I like him. I respect him. I thank him. When I was out for a month from COVID, he all but, you know, did anything for me. The company did things for me. I'm blessed. My mom is 88, fell on March 1st, broke her hip. The difference today is the first time I saw her was a couple of days ago. I couldn't see her because of COVID, because of visiting her. The bottom line is I'm not there taking care of her. My niece is her caretaker. So you see, I'm not in control of her life. I always thought I was. I always thought I was in control of everyone's life. If I can't control mine, how the hell am I going to control yours? So if I have a thought, if I have a feeling, if I want to, if I don't share it, I will eat. How do I know? Because I've told you I have. So what do I do? I have a sponsor. I have guys, I have men who I sponsor. I only sponsor 100 pounders just because that's my experience. I know what it's like to hold on to an extra 100 pounds. I know what it's like, so I can, I can share that to the best of my ability. Um, I have sponsees. I have loved ones in this room who are sisters and brothers who I can call 24-7. And, you know, an alcoholic, I'm not an alcoholic. However, I abstain from alcohol. And if anybody wants to know my food plan, I can tell you after the meeting. It's not that exciting, but it's very clear. It's very, very, very black and white. I do not prescribe to, I got wonky with my food. I overate, but I'm still abstinent. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. Because it's what I've learned and what I practice. I need it very black and white. So I make a lot of calls. I could not, I could not do this without outreach. I say what I'm feeling. I'm of service and I'm freaking imperfect. But the bottom line food doesn't change. I love what I eat. I don't diet. I don't eat bunny food. I do eat bunny food. I eat a lot of salads. I had bunny food for dinner, but I like it, right? Um, as I said, and this is a big deal because I'm a compulsive overeater. I never thought I would have to cut out food as I got older. Well, damn it, I do. And, um, but I'm doing it under advisement, not advisement, wrong word, the experience of a sponsor who has been through it, right? So if I have said nothing to help, a real, especially the newcomer, please go to another meeting because if you're in this room, you're probably going to hear your story. It's just what we're all about. And whether you're bulimic, anorexic, compulsive overeater, the ism is the same and it sucks. The good part is there is a solution. You know, it's a chapter in the book. There is a solution. But if you're trying to do this alone, in my experience, ain't going to work.
if you can do it alone, I don't know why you're here. I mean, that that's just, it's a we program. And in AA, if you're going to drink, you pick up the phone in the middle of the night. And in Overeaters Anonymous, if you're going to eat, you better pick and freaking pick up that phone. Because I'd rather get that call than at 8 o'clock in the morning and say, I didn't want to bother you, but I had donuts and I'm out. Well, guess what? That's ego. If you're really serious about this, get help and call someone and say, I need help. Because this is disease. For me, this is a disease. It's not good or bad. It's just something I've got and I have a solution. So I think I've said enough. I am very, very grateful to be here and can't wait to hear you all.